0: College football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Get it Get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in Let's get it started.
2: All right. Day two. The drive. With AD and Ralph. However, we have... A.D. traveling today, yep. so he's not here. So we've got the legend with us. <laughs> I mean, this man right here. Let's hear this. Let's play, hear this, Raph. Playing with pain today. I mean, <laughs> we don't need to talk I about mean, there this. Was, there was a chance that you were going to have to go on the IR, but, yeah. but you said, no, I'm going to step up to the mic and I'm going to sub in for A.D. I mean, this is, this is what Nick does. Yeah, sure. I mean, this is why there's rumor that this station will be named 93.7 The Centered.
0: Yeah, well, so somebody said, back when I worked with Vershawn, right, uh, my th- my nickname, RAF was Thickless. All right, so now I, I kind of hope that that nickname has died, but they've also named it 93.7 The Thicket. And <laughs> I I'm not a fan of that one, but um no no it, it's, I'm excited like obviously it's our second day working together so uh, like th- the greatest part about doing a show with somebody new is all the questions are on the table because I have no idea how you think how you feel about the Huskers I have no idea how you feel about quarterbacks I have no idea what you think record's gonna be so I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for this yeah. um, and, and vice versa if there's days you're gone and I'm working with with solely AD then it's it's gonna be a lot of fun I know A.D.'s going to Jamaica here in a couple days, or a couple weeks. That's the rumor on the street. And that's the rumor on the street. And he, so. he's going to be doing the show from his hotel in Jamaica, I guess. That's that's the rumor. I, I told him, I said, A.D., here's a deal. If you want to do
2: it a couple days, yeah. no big deal. We'll get her done. Because, I mean, if you're going to be in Jamaica, I don't know if I want to be thinking about a... A radio show at eight in the morning. But, exactly. But eighty is a little bit different than most, so you know we'll we'll see we'll see what takes place there. Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll give them one day off or something. But
0: maybe yeah. Which I mean that's that's a breeze as always. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, both those open for you. Also, if you have not started subscribing to our YouTube channel, make sure you do that. Um, as the football season rapidly approaches, we'll have plenty of content coming your way, you get a little notification whenever we go live as well, so make sure, uh, shout out to you guys though, because we officially hit a 1,000 subscribers yesterday, so that's huge, um, so make sure you just keep adding to that total, we're trying to get to 1,200 subscribers by the start of football season, which is next Saturday, and we will have a prize, we're start, still trying to figure out um, kind of a prize, a giveaway for our 12,000 subscribers, but in the meantime, keep hitting that button, keep Keep hitting that that subscribe button on YouTube and and get us to that goal. Um, Here we go. Thomas and Lincoln says this. Nick and Raph, what are your predictions and who do you have Nebraska losing to? Do you want to start with that one? (laughs) Well, this has probably been about a month ago. We had a prior show on
2: Wednesday nights, riffing with Raph and AD, and we did our predictions, and it's pretty easy
0: for me because – both AD and I predicted 12-0. and 0. Really? Yes. Yes. I, I think I saw that on the board, and I thought, there's no way that they actually did that. And actually, what I had done prior, before we even started, was I asked AD, you know,
2: what the wins and losses were going to be, and I actually wrote down 12-0 and 0 before we even started. Okay. And I showed it. Harrison's like, what's that? And I'm like, that's, that's what AD is going to predict. And we started going through that schedule, and, and like... We were talking about yesterday. Ad saying we feel the same way. There's, there's no game on that schedule that Nebraska cannot cannot win. Yeah. But there's also games on that schedule that they can also lose. But when you have you got to have that mentality. You know, we were talking about the the prove them right mentality. Mm -hmm. If you are not going into this season with the mentality that you're not going to win every single game, or that you're going to win every single game, then
0: don't even go out there. It's it's not even. Yeah, to, that's that's interesting. I, I think I think Nebraska fans have gotten so comfortable with the with the idea. Maybe not comfortable. Maybe that's the the wrong word. They're just so used to Nebraska losing a game that they're not supposed to lose in a way that they shouldn't lose a football yeah. game, whether it's punting the football the wrong way, whether it's uh, having a fumble on, on the last drive of the game, last offensive drive, or uh, I, I just feel like whether it's missed extra points, whether it's a blocked extra point like. I, I, I was, in between our two shows, I was uh, watching the Michigan State-Nebraska game from last year, oh, the Michigan-Nebraska game from last year, oh, and the Oklahoma game from last year. So, like, w- once again, we, we sat there and took you step-by-step step through, like, the Michigan State game, and Nebraska was up with three or four minutes left in the game. And then you punt the ball the wrong way, and it's like, all right, here we go. Then in overtime, you throw a pick, and they make a f- they just hit a field goal. So, um, it, that that was heart wrenching. Then you have Michigan, where you were up thirty two to twenty nine at one point. Then they come back and tie it, and you 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 fumble the football, and Oklahoma, you were it was let's see, it would have been fourteen to nine at one point. Had a chance, had an extra point to make it fourteen to ten in the third quarter, and your extra points blocked. And they return it for a two point conversion, and, and it goes sixteen to nine rather than fourteen to ten. I mean, that's a three point swing there when Nebraska needed all the points possible it, just to kind of hold, hold, you know, hold up with with those guys. So it's like Nebraska always has in the last four years specifically has found ways to win. Um, they still are trying to beat a, a top twenty five team for the first time under Scott Frost. I, I feel like there's so many of these these statistics out there, Raph, that show how bad Nebraska's been that I think Husker fans are, are a little weary and a little cautious to say that they're going to go 12-0 and 0 because, yeah. as history says, you can have a great team on paper, but if you can't put it together and put a quality product out there on Saturdays, it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and a lot a lot of Nebraska right now is mental. I mean, it's... Oh, 100%. If,
2: if they get over that hump and the mental, like, you always hate you know going back and talking about the good old days, but yeah. there used to be such... Nebraska used to be so mentally strong that it was like, we're coming out and we're beating you. That's just, yeah. that's just the way it's going to go. We get to the fourth quarter. We own the fourth quarter. Back in, I like, 94 Orange Bowl, you know, going to the fourth quarter and everybody's holding those four fingers up. Everybody in that stadium that night rooting for Nebraska on the Nebraska sidelines knew that Nebraska was going to own that fourth quarter, and I see, like, Last year, you 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 could see Nebraska. They they were there. You know, talent wise, they played with everybody. It was yeah. just a matter of they just have to walk out there, have to have that attitude. And I hope that that their sports psychologists down there they they do big things. And that's one thing that I definitely are going to do is um, uh, Doc Widman. He's a sports psychologist, and we'll have to get him in here some morning and just talk about it.
0: Yeah, I'm curious, like I think back to last year and you talk about it being a mental mental thing and, and for example, like Michigan last year was was an interesting example because if you think about the roller coaster that Michigan had as a program la going into last year and throughout the course of last year, Jim Harbaugh restructures his deal. He's on he's on thin ice in in Ann Arbor and then they go out, beat Wisconsin on the road, they invade the jump around at the end of the third quarter, then the very next week they come to Nebraska, they invade our little light show that we have, and they come out and they they win both those games. Like, it's one of those things where, does it piss you off if you're a Nebraska fan or if you're in that stadium and you're seeing Michigan jumping and dancing on your field during the third quarter when it's something that you're specifically supposed to get hyped to? Well, yeah, I'm sure it does. But that's on you also like you have to you have to get that energy and, and make sure you take that energy back. There is no way that any team should be able to do that. Um, they're, they're, I mean, that's the reason that they start those things is, is to create energy for your guys, not for the road team, obviously, for your guys and for for your your fans as well. So um, I, I like I'm right there with you. It's, it's mental. I, I have them going nine and three. Now, I could see 10 and two. I could see 10 and two. But, and maybe we're going to talk about this in a little bit. The quarterback conversation has really piqued my curiosity as of late. And and I don't know why. Like, we, we might hear who the starting quarterback is this week from Scott Frost. Scott Frost last Saturday also said something interesting where he's like, listen, we're we'll, we're having a scrimmage on Saturday, and or excuse me, Sunday it would have been, and he goes, we'll, we'll know depth chart after that. They've never been willing to talk about depth chart. They've never been willing to send out a depth chart, which I'm not I'm not criticizing the program for that. But that just shows you that it's kind of different this year. Maybe the people who are in charge are, are different this year because it really sounds like they're getting ready to name a starting quarterback. They're going to send out a depth chart prior to Northwestern. And, and, and if so, then I guess... So be it, and we'll welcome yeah. it because it's, it's something we can talk about. Well, somewhere along the line,
2: Nebraska—oh, how do I say this? Nebraska used to just come out and be like, "This is who we are. We're playing against you. And that's going down." Well, then it came; it's it got to the point where, well, everything's got to be secretive because you know yeah. we we need an advantage, and da 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 da. It's like that's great, but come as a point like hey we're Nebraska we're lining up to you 11 exactly. on 11 we're gonna be a better 11 than you and it that's 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 a
0: mentality and it, it is all a mentality I, I think there's some truth to like when we're talking about being secretive and things like this and I've said this on the air before um now granted I don't know all the intricacies of, of the program and I don't know you know how I guess how serious it is but like for the spring game for example for this for, for this year's spring game let's say that you need to figure out a way to get some energy around the program. You have however many transfers coming in. You have a, 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 an overhaul of the new staff on the offensive side of the ball. And, for example, like one pass from Casey Thompson to Trey Palmer would not do harm. Yeah. But instead, like you run the ball 55 times in the game, and that's your spring game. And I just never have understood the, the need to be so secretive because if you truly find something that's – Iowa, for example. Now, I hate comparing Nebraska to Iowa because I think they're – Don't ever uh, do it again. I, I think I, – I thank you. I think they're different programs, and I think they want to be different. But Iowa or Wisconsin are going to line up. You know exactly what they're going to do, and they still do it better than you. That's having an identity. Yep. If you think back to last year on a on a much smaller scale, Nebraska's identity was get to the two-yard line, have Chance for Brewington come off the edge and destroy a dude so yep. you can so Adrian Martinez can score. That was one of those things where on film, every team, every team knew that Nebraska was going to do that. Every guy knew Chancellor Brewington was going to come and lay them out, but they couldn't stop it. And it was like, just find, figure out a couple things that you are excellent at and use those to your strengths. And I I just feel like that's something where, where maybe Nebraska has been lacking is you've always been in, in kind of a panic mode and always had to involve the quarterback even like for example running game with a running back running backs have not been atrocious at nebraska in the last four years yep. they just haven't been given the opportunity like a kenneth walker would at michigan state right. so i i just think that that misuse of, of, of a lot of your personnel has been the issue the last four years yep. and like on the text line i'm getting a little bit of heat for the 12 and old prediction <laughs>
2: i just i like i said like i prefaced it with there i mean I'm saying they they could go 12 and 0 because yeah. they can beat everybody on their schedule. Am I saying they're going to go 12 and 0? Well, like I said, there's a possibility that they can lose a lot of those games on that schedule. But if Nebraska comes out and I was like saying plays Nebraska football, which we've kind of lost track of what that is yeah. over over the years, but I think that you've got you've got the talent down there. Like I said, we've got the running backs, we got the receivers. Now it's, now it's a chance is I feel like we have, we have like coach Frost, for instance, I want him to succeed. I want him to be here for a long time. You know, that's, that's what I want to see. And that, that's, if you speak to all the, most of all, you know, all the alumni and stuff like that, they, they want to see Frost succeed. exactly. But it's felt like the last like four years that he's kind of, he's out thunking himself Mm -hmm. and it's like, all right. You got if you got third and one or fourth and one stuff like that. Line up under center. Power foot, by Smash Mouth, because yeah. he had said that he wanted to run his offense, but he wanted the old Nebraska Smash Mouth style of of dominated physicality. Dom- physicality, yep, exactly. So then when that was put in that situation, there we are running read option and you know mm-hmm. just or like I saw they were under center. Yeah. That right there, that makes a huge difference just for this short yardage game where you can quarterback sneak. Yeah. When you're
0: lining up and it's fourth and one and you're in the shotgun. You're adding it's fourth you, and four. Because you're, you're adding you're adding a couple a few yards from the distance between the center and the quarterback. And
2: you're making it easier for the defense coordinator because the defense coordinator goes, Okay, well, we know the quarterback sneaks out of the question. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and when you take away that, well now all of a sudden you get back under center. Now you have a chance you can you can quarterback sneak, you can hand off to, to the eye back on the middle, or a play that used to be amazing for Nebraska—the old tight end drag, a little play action, mm-hmm. roll out the quarterback, get him, you get him on the—you know, there's so much, there's so much stuff that you can do. And trust me, I was always the one that always liked to be in the shotgun, but when you look at the concepts and everything being up under center is not going it's not going to be a bad thing that's for sure yeah
0: and maybe maybe part of the issue was adrian martinez and and his at times inability to throw the football um or, or the fact they just struggled to to kind of deliver the 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 pigskin sometimes huh. maybe it was his shoulder injuries maybe it was things like that where they didn't feel comfortable with him trying to make some of those throws on the run and things like that but once again raf then it I mean, in the larger scale of things, like, I sit back, and and the game that always comes to my mind from last year is Purdue. Nebraska has Purdue at home. You walk in thinking, all right, yeah, it's Aiden O'Connell, David Bell, George Karloftis of Purdue. You feel pretty good about Nebraska's chances because of how they've played in in recent games. And Adrian Martinez goes out and throws four picks. (laughs) And how many times have we seen where Adrian went, and through interception, multiple interceptions in a game, multiple fumbles in a game, or just kind of bad, uh, bad decisions in a game. And in that game, I felt like Nebraska and specifically Scott Frost kind of had a had an opportunity to, to make a, a pretty big decision, and, and that was to put somebody else in at quarterback. Yep. Now, when, once again, I, I want to reiterate this, but as I, I have before. When you make a change at quarterback, it doesn't have to be a permanent change. We saw it back a couple of years ago where they benched Martinez for Luke McCaffrey, I believe, in the Northwestern game. And Luke played the next week against, I can't remember if it was Illinois or Penn State. I think it was Illinois or yep. maybe it was Penn State. Um, it was during the COVID year. Yep. And then a couple of games later, Adrian Martinez was back. And for a short time, he came back pretty strong. So, like, I, once again, what what that Purdue, Purdue game told me last year was that a quarterback with four interceptions and losing to a, a mediocre Big Ten West team, now granted, Purdue had nine wins, but I, I, I just am not high on Purdue. Um, when you, your quarterback throws four interceptions and you don't pull him, number one, that tells me that you haven't done a good enough job developing the guys behind him, and that tells me that Adrian Martinez with four picks gives you a better chance to win that game than any of your backups with no interceptions. Yep. And that's that's alarming for me. And so um, now this year, as as a lot of people have said and and made the made the uh, the comment on is you got a new new staff obviously which is encouraging, and you have the the unhitched wagon between Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost, yep. and so you, you, we'll see if that's the case with whoever they choose to be their starting quarterback. Does Scott Frost hitch the wagon again, or does Mark Whipple hitch the wagon?
2: I, I that's the thing is like the hitching the wagon. I hope there is no wagon hitched. I just got a text in or a, you know, on the text line about thoughts on the quarterback room and compared to where we were last year from Matthew and Hickman. Well, this is this is the way I would like to see the quarterback room play out. So, if Coach Frost or Coach Whipple come out this week and they name Casey Thompson the starting quarterback, mm-hmm. all right. So, Stacy or Stacy. <laughs> Casey Thompson. Stacy, Casey. Ah. Okay. So Casey comes in. I don't want him to have any like restrictions. Like some some coaches come and go, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna play Casey two series. Yeah. And then we're gonna then we're gonna put in Chuba. I don't want that. What I want him I want Casey to come in there knowing, hey, you're our number one quarterback. You you do what you need to do. But say he gets in there third series and Things are moving a little fast, or yeah. we're struggling. I don't want, I don't want that to where we're like, well, we got to leave him in. We'll let him play through it. Make the change to Chuba. Let him let him play naturally. Don't don't pull a um, <laughs> uh, Cody Green. I remember yeah. Cody Green. Oh yeah, he was like, I mean, we got him as a recruit, and I, we, uh, yeah, he was gonna. I thought he he was was the next big deal. Yeah. And what do we do against Iowa State? His first ever snap Mm -hmm. is on the one yard line at Iowa State. It's like, don't put your second string quarterback or that didn't, because Chubb is the same boat. He's brand new to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Then that's why this era of like being secret, it doesn't really matter, you know, if we name the quarterback this week, next week, or whenever, because neither of them have played at Nebraska. So all these coaches that are, that are, you know, scouting for the brow like Northwestern, exactly. for instance, they're watching, you know, the Texas Chubba. He played just a little bit at Florida State. Mm-hmm. So I just sit there and I'm like, don't, don't put the reins to Casey. He's our number one quarterback. If he comes in, he plays great. So be it. We yeah. roll with it. We roll with Casey. If things come on a little rough, put Chuba in, not saying that, Hey, we're not going to put Casey back, make, but see how Chuba performs. Yeah. And sometimes and when you're a starting quarterback at a new new actually anytime and you get a chance just to come out of the game and kind of watch it from the outside looking in, it makes it makes a big difference. And I wanna win football games. So if it means putting Logan Smothers in on
0: certain packages to run the ball, exactly. Do it. Exactly. Well, so here's here's what's so fascinating. We gotta get to break here in a second. But what's so fascinating to me, Raf, and maybe we can get your, your thoughts on this on the other side, is when you're talking about making decisions just personnel-wise this season. And we all know the 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 giant shadow hanging over the head of, of Scott Frost specifically this season, right? And, and the, the need to win football games. And I, I just think that I'm so fascinated, and I have been since the end of last season, thinking back or thinking about... How quick is the staff going to be on making changes, whether it's at quarterback, whether it's at offensive line, whether it's at running back, because they don't have the luxury of, of trying to feel things out like a normal, like a normal staff that's new to a place does. Right. Yeah. And, and I just think it's so fascinating because they're going to have to figure out a way to manage this roster and they need to feel good about 22 guys that they're going to put out there before Northwestern starts before the game against Northwestern because they don't have the luxury of time to think, all right, let's try out Chubba Purdy at quarterback here, and if he doesn't work for the first series, then we got to pull Casey. And if Casey doesn't work, then it's, oh no, what do we do? You're just grasping at straws at that point. Now, with that being said, there's a way that Nebraska's staff can be really smart and really use the lighter half of the schedule, the first three games specifically, to their advantage. If they can handle and manage the quarterback situation specifically, the running back situation as well, and even the offensive line. I think those are the three big position groups right now where there's still some question marks. If they can if they can they can manage it correctly and, and figure out a way to pull guys when they're needed to be pulled or substitute them, I suppose, or shift them around, not prematurely, but when they need to be need to be switched around and shuffled. Then you're gonna have a chance to start three and zero. But it, I, I'm right there with you. If you pull Casey after two series because he only took eight snaps total, or I guess it'd be six snaps total, and went three and out both times, then are you really like you don't want to pull him prematurely? Yeah. It's just it's a well, sticky situation.
2: It's a thing of letting it play out. You, like Adrian last year, it got to a point at the Purdue game. It's like get him out of there. Yeah, get him out of and, there. And
0: once again, it's not. It's not. That's where these last four years have really hurt this staff, is because they, they neglected to make those decisions, to where once again it doesn't have to be permanent. But now you're at this situation where you don't have the time to you don't have, you don't have the luxury of time to see if Chuba Purdy let's say let's say they pull him pull Casey Thompson in the Oklahoma game, you don't have the time or, or, or the ability to see if Chuba Purdy can get the job done against Rutgers or Indiana. You you need to win. Those are games you need to win, and it's just it's it's a stressful time. They got to get something figured out here. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they manage them or everything.
2: All right, we'll throw it to break right now. We'll come back on ninety three point seven. The ticket. The drive.